Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One, two, three, four. Come join us on this trip. People that was shit. I think honestly that was the best one. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was the most instinct I think you and I have. I've been as far as the clapping goes. Is this going to be a recurring thing? Me and you talking about how instinct our clap is. I think so. I think because this one was the best one, we have to talk about. It. Look, like if we want to talk about instinct, instinct clapping, we just need to watch me twerking. You hear them cheeks just go. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Free Ballins. I'm Seb. I'm Ed. And this week, uh, this week's a wacky one because this one we're we're diving into the the world of professional wrestling, as was foreshadowed last week. The wacky, wonderful world of wrestling, and that's alliteration. It it is. I love it. It sounds. And for every Texan that's watching, alliteration is when concurrent words use the first letter. So wacky, W. Wonderful, W. Wrestling. W. There you go. Way to call out Texas. <laughs> you can take that one out if you want. <laughs> but not enough people listen to the show, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> we still don't have it. We still don't have those numbers where we're like, oh, maybe we should be careful. Now, fuck it. Let's say whatever we want until, you know, those numbers pick up. That was, wasn't that the idea of the show anyway? Oh, yeah. You're right. Fuck it. Texas, if Texas, if Texas wants to come at me... First, they need to get vaccinated, wah, wah. and then they need to fly over here, wah, wah. <laughs> and then free, they need to know where I live. Wah, wah. <laughs> you don't know, because <laughs> you don't know where I live. <laughs> I can say whatever the fuck I want. No, I can't. <laughs> so before we before we get into that, uh, obviously, there's been a lot of 
a lot of news. news as far as like the entertainment industry goes. You know, we're both part of it. I mean, we're we're that that minimal fucking part of it, but we're in it. How many of your how many of your um how many of your friends who aren't in the industry at all have been asking you over the last couple of days about what's been going on? You know, it was it was funny. The um well, well first off, what we're talking about is the tragedy in New Mexico on the set of Rust. You know, if you guys haven't heard. There is a, a misfire of a prop gun that ended up killing the cinematographer, and that's my dog, Helena Hutchins, he, and it injured the the film's director. And you know it was it was a tragedy that shouldn't have happened. And to, you know to answer your question, it, my parents actually have been, you know, they were bombarding me with questions. It's like, you know, are, does this kind of thing happen on set all the time? It's like, well, no, thank God it doesn't happen all the time. But you know, it's some it's a fact that. It happened. All right, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let my dog out because now he's going crazy. I'm not gonna be able to fucking record. No worries, man. Hey, how are you? Oh, you have to keep this in when you go start when you go to edit. Yeah. <laughs> no sound is permitted while recording, except for dogs, because. We can't control them. <laughs> bork, bork, as they as they go. Bork, bork. Yes, bork, bork. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Yes, um, as Sebastian was uh, just saying, Helena Hutchins was uh, fatally shot on the set of Rust, Alec Baldwin's new film. We're not here to uh, really cast blame. That's not our job. Um, we know as much as you know. Um, that a, a prop gun was indeed misfired. But if you read the news surrounding this set, it's it one thing we can all agree on. This set sounded like a shit show, dude. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's so many so many factors that it, that went into it and, and it's like I don't I don't even know how to really dive into talk it. Talk about it without wanting to really cast blame on yeah, someone. You, you know, it's it's hard not to do that. It's especially in a situation like this, because like you hear about what, you know, what, especially like what Baldwin's going through is like the guy feels like he killed someone. Well, as an ex- as an executive producer, your your, you know, your number one job is on set safety. And the first thing I ever read was, of course, um, the L.A. Times article yeah. uh, that came out uh, the night of it really happening over here, night of over here, day for you. Um and the first thing I read was that the executive, uh, not the executive, the assistant director handed Alec Baldwin the gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind was, why is the assistant director handing Alec Baldwin the gun and not the armorer? Yeah. Like that, that was red flag. Absolutely. You know that meme Same. going around like when you when your boyfriend says he, he doesn't want to cook tonight and it's like instant red flags. That new meme that was instantly bullshit the day it started. Um. And that's just what happened to me. I, I say um a lot. You know, you can literally start a uh, but um if but, um. for all those uh, <laughs> How I Met Your Mother fans out there. I'm still learning. Uh, bear with me. I've not been acting in a while. and uh, Plus, I'm not in front of anyone. Yeah. I have to metaphorically think about who's listening. <laughs> and at this point, it's just you who's listening. So if I'm saying um a lot to, to uh, Sebastian, please tell me to shut the fuck up. I, but it's yeah, it's, it's um, fine. Like, I, I breathe very heavily from 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 what i under from just from doing this i've learned that it's just an excessive amount of breathing that i need to uh, stop control. breathing sebastian okay 
but we can't talk about this set without also talking about uh, Joel Souza, the director, who was also shot as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, the 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 crew were you know they staged a walkout like the morning of uh, of the day of the shooting because mm-hmm. of the shit show that was being paid, housing situations, which were you know in contracts, and the number one thing that. Iotsi is quote unquote fighting for. Yeah. I just have to think that that this was the week that every crew, every crew member, every person who is following Iotsi should have been on strike. This shouldn't have happened. But mm-hmm. Iotsi rushed into a deal with executive like executives in Hollywood yeah. and now more people are paying attention because someone died and that is just disgraceful no one has to die for people to realize oh maybe there's a problem and and even above that like yeah okay like for you and i movies tv that's that's everything that's the end all be all that's what we want to do we want to you know but at the end of the day it's fake it's you know Mm. we're you know we're writing stories and we're it's pretend no one should die for something that is fake. No yeah. one should lose their lives for telling a story that never actually happened. You well, know, also red flags, live ammunition near a set. I don't care where the fuck you are. New Mexico, the Wild West, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, the Great Train Robbery, one of the first movies ever. That didn't have live ammunition near its set. And why was a gun that could actually fire on the set mm-hmm. like i like that you know i i get the whole fireworks pizzazz of like like the gun firing a blank yeah but all you need is the click mm-hmm. all you need is a, all you need is a little actual smoke effect that, that an editor can play with yeah and in a world where cgi is only getting better and cheaper what why are guns that could even fire in the first place anywhere near a set it was after this. Um, have you? I don't know if you've seen the show The Rookie with Nathan Fillion. Uh, no, I haven't. That that didn't make it over here apparently. So that show, it you know, it's a show about uh, a cop, and they, what they've done now is played by they, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, what they've done is they've banned <laughs> live guns, and they're going to be sh- you know switching to airsoft. Yeah, and it was um, Ernie Hudson. You know, he was on the he was on the set of he was in the the Crow, the one that. You know, Brandon Lee lost his life on. Brandon Lee was, yeah. You know, it's, it's the exact same exact same scenario. You know, live round accidentally got mixed in with a prop gun, and he he suffered, he died for it. Some again, something that shouldn't have happened. And he he was talk, talking about that, and he came out and saying, "So why 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 is this still a thing? You saw what mm-hmm. happened, and you know he can't apparently he can't even watch the crow anymore because it's too it's too painful for him." Yeah, and, and I can't you imagine. know. And like now you have a like it's like it's essentially a new generation of actors and crew members who are going to be traumatized because they on a set where they're supposed to be safe, they're supposed to be taken care of. Again, creating mm-hmm. something that is fake, someone lost their life and they had to watch it happen. I mean, um it's it's more it was more done in a sort of a jokey aspect. But Jensen Ackles was on a um, a sort of a Comic Con tour mm-hmm. recently, where he was asked, he was asked, he was talked to about Rust. 
so so oh, so Jensen, you're working with Alec Baldwin on this new on this new western. Um, and Jensen Ackles actually brought up the fact that how uh, inexperienced this armorer was. That he actually went up to Jensen and asked, "Oh, have you worked with firearms before?" It's like, bro. And he was um, even went so far to say that Jensen thinks he was the most inexperienced armorer he's ever dealt with. To the point where I'm, I imagine Jensen Ackles probably had more experience than this armorer, who before Rust had just completed his first feature armorer job. But it's like we can't blame we can't blame him. At the end of the day, my personal opinion, uh, especially with a, with a father who is a a police officer, it's Alec Baldwin's job for onset safety. If anything, he's going down for manslaughter. I I, def, I definitely see, you know, charges someone's got to go down. Someone lost someone needs their to life. be held. Yeah, someone needs to be held accountable for it. Yeah, someone lost their life. Someone's in critical condition in hospital. Although I hear Joel Souza is is on the mend. Thank God. But I can't imagine Helena Hutchins in um, Helena Hutchins' husband, kid, five days before was post was posting on a Facebook. I'm happy to be in New Mexico filming Rust, and that's the last thing we'll ever see. Uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely tragic. Like there's um there's a tragic GoFundMe moment. for for her, and I I'm gonna we'll we'll have that link in our description below. We'll also post the link on our our Instagram so we can kind of get that. Yeah, out. absolutely. I think so we, we can have get to get that out. Yeah. Also posting on Instagram um as we sort of want to move the conversation on. I was speaking to a few friends. Um, and I thought it might be a good idea if we um if we have ideas for conversations because I I think basically what we do here is we have a conversation pretty much yeah. that someone ends up taking the lead. Um, last week was NFL, me of course. Uh, this week WWE. If you w- listened last week, you know that that is Sebastian's expertise. Um, but like any other conversations, like I know we've mentioned Marvel and DC, we've mm-hmm. you know we've mentioned games, you know there's so many conversation topics out there that, you know as we as the fan base hopefully only gets bigger, mm-hmm. um trying to spark a response out of them on Instagram, so they kind of feel involved. It's like oh you know these, oh, yeah. you know these guys were talking about what to sc- like what co- topic they were going to talk about. I voted for this one. Oh let me listen in. Oh hell yeah, let's do that. It's a good way to get the, good way to sort of. You know, sort of audience involvement. Like it's like a pantomime. <laughs> it it also takes the pressure off of us. He's behind you. Wait, who's behind me? <laughs> it, it also kind of takes the pressure off of us for having to come up with new shit. It's like, oh, because I'm not asking them to come up with uh, topics. Well, we still need to come up with the topic. I mean, yeah, we could still come up with them, but like, if you know, they want to slide something in, it kind of eases. Slide you know, into say. the DMs, you mean? If someone wants to slide into the free ball in DMs, Sebastian is awake twenty four seven. Because the man does not sleep. <laughs> I, I, I sleep sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes. The time. Out of pure exhaustion. Well, yeah. Why else would you be sleeping? <laughs> I don't know. I also sleep out of pure exhaustion. <laughs> I'm, trying to make a, I'm trying to make a TV show, man. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh, shit. Am I Sebastian or are you Ed? <laughs> <laughs> We always use the Happy Halloween thing in the first episode. It's more. It's close to Halloween now. <laughs> no, true, true. Are you are you still doing the um the golf thing for for Halloween? 
Yes, I am. I got my Snorlax hoodie yeah, yesterday that I mentioned. I, I, you know, maybe we put it on the Instagram. I'll take a picture of it. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'll send it nice. to you, and then you can blast my bold-looking head on Instagram again, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're taking a photo, let me know so I can, like, sort of, you know, put my head down so you can see that I've got hair. Fuck's like, sake. I have hair. It's there. I, I swear. Have hair. Just not that much of it. It's my, between you and me, my hair is thinning a bit. Bald, bald, <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> Look, if you if, like a couple of things you gotta know about me: SpongeBob Simpsons was my life. I'm 27 years old, and it still is my life, and I do not give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. That. I'm ready to talk about WWE. Come on, Sebastian, let's do it. All right. So he, here, here's a statistic for you that I don't think anyone knows. Well, yeah, no one knows. So No self-respecting person should know, but you're about to tell us. Exactly. I have... It, it just... I don't even know why it occurred to me, but, like, you know, we were going to be doing this episode, and I kind of wanted to think about it. And I have been watching wrestling any in any shape or form, obviously specifically WWE, for 15 years. 15? Yep. I started watching in 2006, and I, can, I swear to God, dude, I can tell you the exact day... I started watching like the exact match I started watching because I, 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 you know, Peacock streaming, it's there. I can, I can rewatch that shit, but yeah, 15, 15 years I have been, I've been a fucking wrestling fan and I can honestly say in those 15 years, the last two years or so have probably been the most fun as a wrestling fan. Why? Why, why not like back when? You know, John Cena was a thing. So, it's it's a very it's very different. So back then, you you know, obviously you had John Cena, and you had a bunch of. It was still a little more. In the attitude, so the attitude era, for those who don't know, was the period in wrestling, mid mid nineties to early two thousands, and that's where you had The Rock, and you had Stone Cold, and you had you know all these huge legendary names and you know all the crazy shit that was going on you know buses being blown up and blood being splattered everywhere people being thrown on off the top of cages and shit like that transitioning into when i started watching that's kind of when that stuff was being phased out a little bit and it was being Mm. geared more towards dick jokes there is so many dick jokes in 2006 2007 wwe it is ridiculous. If it wasn't a dick joke, it was definitely a your mama joke. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, but now, the the big difference is it's WWE isn't the only name in the game anymore. Mm. There have been a shit ton of like smaller promotions, uh, promotions like Ring of Honor is is one of the the bigger indie indie wrestling promotions. Um, Impact Wrestling, which was used to be TNA. But now there's AEW. AEW, All Elite Wrestling, started out in 2019. And yeah. this is a company that is on the same level of WWE in terms of like money available for, for, for signing talent, money available for TV production, and TV deals. They're on TNT. How, how is that? Who, who owns AEW? I mean, you can't. Even WWE fan, even non WWE fans know no, Vince, Vince McMahon. McMahon and yeah, yeah, and how he owns WWE failed with the XFL not once. 
but twice. Twice. Oh, spectacular. <laughs> spectacular. And protege The Rock is gonna show is gonna show him how to handle it. You know, looking forward to the XFL. Um But who owns who owns AEW? Like um Give us uh, some basic information. So AEW is owned by Tony Khan. Tony Khan is the son of the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh shit! So they no, got money. A, that's a good piece of information. The um, we were talking about them last week and how the Jacksonville Jaguars might be moving to London in a few years' time. Yep, yep. And you know, so this guy. In co- obviously, in comparison to Vince McMahon, this guy is first and foremost a wrestling fan. Wrestling, not sports entertainment. And there's a very huge distinction there that we'll we'll kind of get into as we go along. <clears throat> but he, you know, he saw that there was an opportunity, and he was approached by a couple of, at the time, indie wrestlers. You had Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, uh, Nick, and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks who they all got together and they built this company. What's, what's crazy to me is that though this whole thing, this whole AEW thing started as a bet. Really? Mm -hmm. So Dave Meltzer, he is this prolific wrestling journalist. He's covered all professional wrestling. He always got the inside scoop and all of this stuff. And he was talking about, it was at a time when, you know, WWE was the end-all, be-all. It, it was essentially the NFL. There was no competition. No one was coming, gunning for them. They were. It was a fucking monopoly, is what it was. Yeah. <clears throat> and Meltzer was. It was. He was asked on Twitter if he thought anyone else could put on like a you know a ten thousand seat show, which is pretty commonplace for a WWE show. And he said no. He didn't think anyone can do it. And Cody Rhodes responded to that with, "Watch us." A year later, um, I can't All In was the name of the show. And it sold out. It was over 10,000 seats. And that was kind of the building blocks for AEW. And that led into the company being built. Is that the one that happened just before we went Vegas? And our running Vegas joke was um, a little bit of the bubbly. Uh, no, no, no. That, that, so that happened a year prior. Ah, uh, okay. No, I, I like. I love. I love a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> but no. But the show you're uh, referencing, Jericho, right? Yep, yep. That's yeah. the show See, that you're I know referencing. <laughs> the show that you're referencing is actually AEW's first official show. Oh shit. Yep, yep. Twenty nineteen, man. That's twenty nineteen. A lot of shit happened. Twenty like we we. There's some things in twenty nineteen that we can't talk about. Well, yeah, but obviously I'm talking within the world of wrestling. <laughs> oh, um, I, I thought you were talking about in general, like 2019, a lot of shit's happened. Oh, no, yeah, in general, a lot of shit happened. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, wrestling, yeah, a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else happened in 2019. Side eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward to now, it, AEW has blown well, up. In between fast forwarding between then and now... WWE has been sort of as outside looking in. Looks like it's been crumbling. It's like every week someone's leaving, and AEW's like, "Oh, we'll take them." Fuck yeah! Like, <laughs> well, and, and, and it's funny. It's funny. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because it was it's so 
it's so tied in together that it's it's ridiculous. So there was a point mm. in 2019, 2020 that WWE was essentially hoarding talent. It's just fucking yep. signing anyone and everyone who they thought was capable of being a wrestler. Anyone and everyone. Because of AEW, because AEW was starting to become this, you know, it, it was making noise. You know, they signed this massive TV deal with TNT, you, you know, Warner and and, Tur- and Turner and stuff, and like they, you can't, you can't be like, oh, I don't, I don't acknowledge you. You don't have to acknowledge, but you see what they're fucking doing. They're oh, yeah, building absolutely. themselves up. That's competition. Yeah. You're a fucking idiot if you ignore any kind of competition. So what in response, they started hoarding talent as much as they possibly could to the point where they had so much fucking talent on their roster, just being essentially being paid to do nothing. Oh, really? They were being paid to sit around, watch other people wrestle, watch other people travel, watch other people on TV. But hey, they were being paid. Only for next, like the another NXT young, young blood to come through it's like hey you know stop stop bringing people up when there's people still here just mm-hmm. waiting around to the point where i think it was um i think most people who most wrestling fans i would like to assume saw there was a problem with wwe when they brought back bray wyatt as the fiend and he was he was flavor of the month for like a month Mm-hmm. And then his, every time his shows came on, all you'd see on the tweets was, please get rid of this red glare. I can't see shit. It just it just stopped. You know, the, the gimmick wore off so quickly that, you know, WWE, that you know, it made the head spin. It was like, whoa, people love this. And then, you know, just as quickly as they loved it was just as quickly as they began hating it almost. You know what the worst part of that is, though? It has. It's not even because of Bray, because everyone loved what Bray was doing. It was new, it was different, it was fresh. Three yeah. words that WWE seemed to fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's new, it's fresh? Fuck it. Make it rot. Destroy it. And the one good thing they did have, which was uh, Becky Lynch... Which also got ruined by Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> got pregnant. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, she's kudos. She's back. You know, she's she's wrestling, and you know, she's embracing not being the most popular wrestler in the world, which is which is honestly good. It makes her a very you know popular villain. But so you have all this talent sitting around doing absolutely nothing, and then the pandemic starts. Yeah. And this is where you just see how truly, truly callous and soulless WWE can be. And just, just, just heartless. They re- yeah. they start to release a stupid amount of talent, man. Like, just letting fucking everyone go. The- what was the big one? What was, uh, like, saying the big one reminded me of who it was. It was, uh, the big show was one of the first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember texting you about it. I was like three o'clock in the morning. The news just broke on my Twitter. I was like, "Bro, the Big Show!" And like you were, just, you were just there. I was like, "Dude, I know. I'm, I'm watching it live, dude." Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it's crazy because like again, all it's all this talent being released at a time when you know every, people need work, and it's because of that. 
It's because of the reason that, you know, you can't put on live shows. You can't have crowds. You can't do this. You can't do that. There's no threat of signing new talent because where the fuck are they going to go? So, okay, release them. We're not using them. We don't need them. Bye-bye. <laughs> and and it, 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 it's fucked. It's so fucked up. Yeah. And, and it wasn't even just then. They did another massive, you know, release this this year. And they released guys who were, who it looked like they were building up to be big stars. You know, like Aleister Black was released. And he, he, he was released, I think, like a week or two after coming back from injury with like this cool new dark persona. And yeah. the guy in the ring is fucking, he's money. Well, Alistair Black was destined to be fucked, though, because WWE, as money grabby as money grabby as they are, have these Dubai shows, and Alistair Black having tattoos. Yep, couldn't do it. He, he can't. He can't go to Dubai. No. He, so, as much as he held, hold, would hold a a belt, he he was he, he could never hold it for too long. At least two times a year, you he. You know he wouldn't be able to go to Dubai, and if he held any of the big belts, because the part of WWE going to Dubai was having title matches, isn't it? Mm. It's a show. It's a show for title matches, and every single one that I've seen sucked ass. Like it was, it was the it was the fans that looked like it was. Like I had more fun watching the fans going crazy than I did, you know, because like I imagine. Even in the middle of the fucking night when they were filming, it's still not that fucking cold in in Dubai. No, nah, probably so not. So all these all these wrestlers probably exhausted from having to travel and then immediately start filming because didn't some of them arrive like the morning before they had to film in some cases, which was absolute bullshit. Like it was uh, this past week actually, they had a show in Saudi Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and in Riyadh, and it it's. It's it, they, a lot of people are saying that it's probably the best Saudi show, which oh, is okay. like well, at least they're getting better. But it, but it's like it's it is the lowest fucking bar of quality. It's like oh, it's the best. Cool. Out of what? Out of compared to what? <laughs> that pile of shit over there. <laughs> it's basically what you're doing. And and what's crazy to me is so they did this show last Thursday. And then that f- the next day, and then on Friday, they had a show in Kansas. So put like really think about this. So all these people they fly to Riyadh, do a show, mm-hmm. jump on a jet as soon as the fucking show is over, to fly to Kansas to perform in front of an audience. No How? wonder CM CM Punk shat himself a couple of years ago. Seriously, I I I that is fucking ridiculous. No man, no man or woman should live off that much Red Bull. It's ridiculous. My friend needs to stop sending me Instagram posts of what I imagine is TikTok of just titties. Because <laughs> I've I've been sitting here, I'm trying to pay attention to what you're saying, Sebastian. I am paying attention to what you're saying. Yeah. My phone, thankfully, on silent is just coming up post after post after post being sent by my friend. And usually it's either memes I've already seen because what else when I'm 
what else am I doing when I'm not writing? Oh, or it's TikToks of large-breasted women. Uh, yeah, I will watch all of them later. Research. <laughs> Research. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, that is... that. There, there's no job more exhausting. No, the Olympics not at all. Is on, the Olympics is only every four years. Mm-hmm. And then the Commonwealth Games is only every now and then. Yeah. And like compare compared to other athletes, and that's what you know. That's what at the end of the day, that's what these people these people are. They they are athletes. I was gonna say you can't like I I one thing I won't stand for. No, uh, like I used to be a wrestling fan. I would say back at back in the day, it's not so much anymore. My information is what Sebastian gives me. Um, whenever something huge happens, because he knows who I like, he knows who I, you know you know who I used to follow. Um, but the number one thing that I saw was. Like the number one argument for people not liking wrestling was, you, you must have heard it a million times before. Oh, it's all fake! It's fake! It's fake! It's fake! I was like, well, yeah. So's everything else that you probably love, dipshit. But I tell you what, isn't fake? These motherfuckers are flinging themselves around that ring, mm-hmm. and it must. It like I would love to see any other human being being thrown off the top rung onto the floor. As 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 soft as that floor may be, that is still gonna fucking hurt. Yep. Like flying off, like flying off the top diving board. Mm-hmm. When you, you you belly flop, head first, feet first. You are if you are not trained to jump off the top diving board, please don't because it will fucking hurt. It will hurt. That's why the whole thing. Like that's why when you see in some movies, you see them sort of shoot the water before they go into it from flying so high. I love it when they do that because that's realistic. You need to break the water, otherwise it'll be like hitting a ton of bricks. All these people that say it's fake, it's fake. All right, okay. Take a fake punch from any one of these wrestlers. Get flown from like you know opposite diagonal rope to opposite diagonal rope, and then get flung off the top rung. And and see if you want to then be thrown into a table. As fake as those tables are, again, it probably still fucking hurts. Right. And there's one thing that you mentioned that I know for sure isn't fake and famously isn't fake is the Undertaker throwing off. I only ever know him as Mankind off the top of the Hell in the Cell. Yep, Mick Foley. Yep. And even you know, the meme that goes around, it's like when someone says wrestling's fake. You can there's a literal anagram, not an anagram, a diagram. Mm-hmm. Of is it what's his name? Real name, real life name, mankind. Uh, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Mick Foley of like knees broken, rib cages broken, snapped, like mm-hmm. stitches in his head, like yep. head plates as well, like fingers, elbows. It's yeah, fa- yeah, fake. These wrestlers risking their lives, fake. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. There's a famous shot from that match of. It's it's a shot of Mick Foley, blood coming out of his mouth. He's smiling because he's a sadistic fuck, but he's smiling. He's and probably concussed, mate. He, no, no, he's definitely concussed. He confirmed. He was that. looking at sugar plum fairies and was going. <laughs> but like, he, there's the you sugar could, plum fairies. Like you could see something kind of hanging from his nose, and it's a tooth. One of his teeth is <laughs> got knocked the fuck out, and it's just hanging by his nose. Mick Foley was a different breed, man. Mick Foley was fucking insane. Like some of the some of the safety precautions in wrestling now is like is probably because of like I would like to call it the Mick Foley effect. 
I, I, no, no <laughs> doubt. Like they, he he wrestled a match in Germany. I don't remember when specifically, but it was a barbed wire rope match. So you know, it's essentially all the ring ropes replaced by barbed wire, and <clears throat> he got thrown. No, no, he got thrown out. He got caught up in it, and when he was finally helped out, his ear got sliced off. Oh my god! And that's not even the crazy bit. He kept not wrestling. He kept wrestling. Someone picked up his ear, put it in an ice bucket. He ran back into the ring and finished that fucking match. You tell me that shit's fake. You get sent off in Premier League football if you have a nosebleed and it starts dripping on your shirt because apparently it's intimidating for the fans and the other players. That's oh Jesus. <laughs> you get given another shirt and you come back and you can come back on, but essentially you 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 get brought off the pitch if you if you start nosebleeding and blood gets on your shirt. Like that's, the littlest bit. That's that's fucking ridiculous. Cry me a river. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> literally, bro. It's like, "Oh, did you actually get injured for once?" Oh, Here, here's your bandage. You fucking pussy oh. <laughs> nah, footballers, man. Pussios. <laughs> any footballers watching this, any, well, you know, real footballers, fake footballers, you're a pussio. Tell me you haven't dived in the box trying to get a penalty. Sometimes I get it, tactically diving to mm-hmm. get your team a goal. But come on, man. Play the fucking sport. I think we might have to do an episode on this. I feel like you've got... What, football? Yeah, I feel like you've got some feelings. <laughs> Oh, I can do it this week. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing, foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's get back into AEW, WWE. So yes, yeah, so, like so, AEW. Where where are they now? What 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 are they doing to bring down WWE now? Well, it's it's funny that you asked that because it, I, I, at first I didn't really think it was going to be that big of a deal, but now looking at it, it's it's kind of a big deal. So this past Friday, like I said, you know, they had this, no, not this past Friday, a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was a Friday show and AEW has this new show called Rampage. It runs on Fridays. It's about yeah. an hour long. So it's, you know, it's Great not crazy. Name, by the way. All right. And to counteract the programming, what WWE did was extend their show, their Friday show, SmackDown by like half an hour. It, 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 it is so petty, but, you know, they just like, all right, fuck it. We're going to do it. This seems like a bad idea because I know one piece of information about AEW against WWE that WWE gets flattened in the ratings. And it, that is exactly what fucking happened. The half hour <laughs> that was... Oh, no. The half hour on that was... Oh, no, we're good. Someone, we're good. someone was trying to call me and I... I hung up. It's fine. We're good. <laughs> you know that sound problem I had before? It's come back. I can barely hear you now. <laughs> oh, shit. I can just about hear you. Keep, keep, keep going. I'll just okay. have to really concentrate. All right. So the half hour of the half hour extra of SmackDown that was in direct competition with Rampage lost. Mm. Of course it did. They, they, they beat WWE. Like this is concurrent proof that AEW has a hotter product. Why? Because out of because it's literally honestly this year has been because of the signing of one person. Uh-huh. CM CM Punk. 
Oh, yes. Literally goes from filming a after show WWE talk show. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it was like it was like the Thursday or Friday of that week. Probably after filming next week's episode. He was like, uh, guys, I'm going now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to wrestle again, but not for not these for assholes. You. Nope. Nope. Not for you. <laughs> it's like, so CM Punk. And get Pug- a on him. Congratulations. It's Absolutely. good to see him back. Like, so CM Punk, he started wrestling in WWE in 2006. And he he had this on and off rise. He was, he was a world champion a couple of times, but he, no one really took him seriously as a world champion. But that all changed in 2011 after his um, his infamous pipe bomb promo. And essentially what he did was he sat down on the stage with a mic in his hand and called everybody out. Vince McMahon, John Cena, Triple H, you know, Stephanie McMahon, Vince's daughter. Who tried to do that when I was watching WWE? Zane. Sami Zayn? Sami Zayn. He tried to do something similar and everyone just genuinely hated him. Yeah. Because well, this was, I think for him, it was at a time when his character was just really annoying. But for ah. CM Punk, it was, he was just Genuine. fed he was just genuinely fed up with the way everything was going on. And everyone thought that this was going to be change in WWE and this and that. And then he became WWE champion. And he had this crazy year long championship reign, which at, you know, at that point in time was fucking unheard of. And the guy made waves, the guy made waves. And then he got to a point in 2014 where he was just fed up with everything. He wanted nothing to do with every any, the WWE anymore. He's left. He walked out of the company. Oh shit! Like he was just done. Like breaching con, like breaching contract at the same time. Pretty much, yeah. Jesus. Like, so he left, and I, I, there wasn't, he wasn't coming. There was no chance he was coming back. But he, they were still hoping to maybe bring him back, until they got mm. fed up and they sent him. All right, fuck it. You're not coming back. You're fired. Send it. They sent him his papers. This guy got the papers saying he was fired on the day of his wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. Talk about petty fucking assholes. <laughs> Holy shit, man. And you know, fast forward seven years later, he's wrestling for the competition. Like, the yeah. the, the first episode... After coming back to the company to do that talk show. Mm-hmm. And, like... The first episode of Rampage was it wasn't necessarily built around the return of CM Punk. I like to call it the worst kept secret in, in wrestling at the time because like everyone <laughs> knew he was coming back. He's like he never confirmed it. No one ever confirmed that he was coming back. But as soon as that episode of Rampage started, the first thing that popped off was the song Cult of Personality. He came mm. out, the building fucking lost it. I fucking lost it. That's because the Cult of Personality is a good fucking song, bro. It's a good fucking song. Oh, it's song. CM Punk came out after Yeah, it. yeah. It's, an, it's, a, it's a combination of both. It's a great fucking song. Yeah, and I'm it, sorry. I was, I, was being a, I was being a dick. <laughs> but then... It's like, see, you know, me and my dad, we don't even... Like, we wouldn't even know who CM Punk is. You know, like, say, say, if, say if we were there and we heard that song, we'd just be fucking singing it, bro. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. But, like, for, for me... For me at the time, 
before you know in 2011 he became one of my favorite wrestlers in an instant like mm. he's the only wrestler that i went out of my way to buy merch of like i had like three oh, or four P- cm punk shirts and then to see him in a Have wrestling I seen ring, you in one of them is that I think knees he, to faces yeah that's a cm punk shirt <laughs> i've seen sebastian do that shirt many times <laughs> and, and i've seen him out of it as well oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> Getting sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, the is... bigger guy can wrestle. Let, you know, can't can't talk about wrestling without my my fat boy uh, Otis. Still, oh yeah. Still, like I wish he was out of WWE because he is too good for WWE. Oh, for sure. The guy is. He was, he was in. Uh, he was in Heavy Machinery. Uh, I don't think they're a thing now, right? No, he's they're not himself. a thing anymore. No, he's actually oh, in. A, he's in a new tag team, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's What's being that called. Uh, Machinery Al- heavy, and uh, the <laughs> Alpha Academy. The Alpha Academy—that's not as good as Heavy Machinery. No, not at all. But he's he's in a much better tag team. Honestly, I think he's a much better position than what he was in before. Oh, good. Oh, like he- but sorry to distract you from the conversation. <laughs> no, no, no worries. <laughs> so you know, just obviously, it's it, it's a huge. It was a huge deal. Like there was there's a shot of this guy in the crowd. He was crying. You know, he's seeing CM Punk, a guy that no one ever thought was going to set foot in a wrestling ring again, come down the aisle, down the ramp, step into the ring, and just soak in the love and the respect that the fans genuinely had for him. Like, they don't they didn't give a shit where he was going to be. They just wanted him back. Mm. You know, because he, he, left, he left saying that essentially WWE killed his love of professional wrestling oh shit he came back to a company that clearly loves professional wrestling and it reinvigorated him he's one of their biggest stars now no and it, and, and it's fucking... is he um is he a title holder no not yet he's he's oh, I feel, well, fuck I, him i feel like for him <laughs> it's right now it's just about rediscovering himself as a competitor before you know compete because he has said like the second that he feels like he's ready he's gunning for the world championship i think this is um a good a good place to sort of talk about the metaphorical message of today's of today's uh episode in which you always constantly see these posts coming around saying you know do what you love do what, do what makes you happy. I mean, clearly CM Punk wrestling made him happy, but at the same time, someone or somehow it managed to make him so unhappy, and that you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't drop it. Mm-hmm. Just find find a way to to get the love back, and that's yeah. what AEW was. And I think you know me personally, if we want to talk about sort of personal reactions to today's episodes, that's that's me with Pokemon. I've been so pissed off with the way po- the Pokemon trading card game is being handled worldwide. There's mm. also another episode topic, you know, not just Pokemon, but trading cards, baseball, basketball. It's all it's all a fucking shit show to the yeah. point where Target and Walmart had to stop selling them in stores. We can't talk about this topic now, but there's definitely a topic episode right there. Um, foreshadow, foreshadow, foreshadow. Like even even through through fucking COVID. These these stores had to stop selling them in store. That is mad. But like, what's sort of reinvigorated it is that 
they're finally listening to the fans and bringing out a genre-defined game within Pokemon with Legends of Arceus. Mm-hmm. And I already know that is going to sort of reinvigorate my love. I'll start playing that game. And I imagine there'll be a Pokemon Go tie-in. You know, it's like up until this point, it felt like the Pokemon Company, Game Freak, like they would. It was a blatant disrespect of Generation Four, which mm-hmm. for me was the generation of my childhood. I can remember the generations before it. Hoenn was great, but for me, Sinnoh. I I remember playing that game in Canada, bro. We actually got those games in Canada, Diamond Diamond and Pearl. They came out the first day in Canada. Like my mum was sick with uh, with jet lag in in the hotel, and me, my brother, and my dad we were like, "There's nothing else to do." And then I sort of went, "Yes, there is. Let's go find like a like a game store and and get the new Pokemon games." I I brought my console with me. I was playing I was playing probably like Mario Kart or some shit. Like <laughs> like that's what it feels like for me. I feel mm. like that I'm that age again. Yeah, it's it's allowed me to sort of tap into the memories of that Canada trip. I had long hair, bro. Fucking a. <laughs> <laughs> we ended the trip. We ended the trip by going on a cr- going on a cruise. Yes, I'm white for everyone that has to know. Um, <laughs> my mum and dad have been on multiple. I've only ever been on one. So there, I win. I what um, I just love it, is that you use your like I was on a cruise. I'm white for everyone who knows. Cruises are I didn't know cruises were inherently white. It feels like a very white thing to do. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't actually want to go to the Caribbean because no racist white people might think the Caribbean islands scare them. But what I can do is cruise ship around them safely in my boat. <laughs> But we didn't even cruise ship anywhere hot, bro. You know where we cruise ship? Hmm. I'm going to have to say what we actually did. We went up the Inside Passage in Alaska. There is a... You can look it up on the fucking globe, bro. There's a little area in Alaska in between... I think it's like that Alaskan split in Saskatchewan. Because there's Saskatchewan, Canada, and Alaska. That split, that little big-ass fucking river that goes through it, is called the Inside Passage. And I... I went in the inside passage, bro. I went all up in the inside passage. In a big <laughs> ass boat. Jesus. Cold as balls. And I was probably still in the pool because at that age I'd go on a holiday and I would live in the pool. God damn. <laughs> Come out of the pool and just turn into an icicle. So, yeah. This is great. <laughs> Cut glass with your I remember too. being so obsessed with the pool on that cruise ship. That I actually went to the pool, and two minutes later, my dad was trying to chase me because I'd missed a whale fucking flipping in front of the cruise ship. Really? I That's how obsessed with the pool I was. I knew where my parents were going to be, and I was like, I was in like my, my swim trunks and everything. I was like, hey guys, you know, I'm just going to let you know where I am because, you know, it's big, so, you know, you can get lost. Yeah. So I was, I, you know, I knew the quick way to the pool. Like, that's how much I liked the pool. I actually went to places in the ship and I was like, what's the quickest way to the pool from here? So I did that. My dad didn't know, so he couldn't get to me in time. So being cold as balls in the pool, apparently for me, was better than seeing a life-changing event. Like, you know, you see planet Earth, David Attenborough, and here we see the majestic blue whale flipping 
in the Alaskan Inside Passage. <laughs> Even David Attenborough thinks it's funny, mate. Jeez. I was in the pool. That is my one of my lasting memories of that Canada holiday. Mm-hmm. I could have seen I could have seen that for my own two fucking eyes. Not CGI'd, not captured on a TV. My own two fucking well, my own one eye because I've got a lazy eye and I can't see out of it. But my one good eye would have been yeah. If my left eye could see what the fuck was going on right now. <laughs> it probably would have been so amazing that my left eye probably would have finally woken up. It's like, yo, let me let me work for this, man. Jeez. All right. Now back to our regu- regular scheduled program of blurriness. Blurriness. <laughs> but like, back to, back to the message is, yeah, you have to find the love again. Mm-hmm. You have to find the love. You, like, if something, you know, you have to find... You have to keep striving for it. You know, you can't you you can't give up. CM Punk didn't give up and I'm glad that I'm 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 glad we are happy to assume now he's happy wrestling again. And I imagine so is Alistair Black, because for at the moment AEW doesn't do international shows. No, not at the moment, no. Not at the moment. So Alistair Black can be happy in getting a belt and holding it. And being res- and being respected as a wrestler, I don't ever foresee AEW going, you know, the the Saudi WWE route because it, just because of how much shit WWE gets for it, you know, the, mm. the blood money that they, you know, it's called because of everything you know the oh, really? Saudi government, you know, does and you know they're they're, they're funny. So this is one of the things that I have a problem with as far as the Saudi shows. Like, yes, the wrestling's good. Yes, the, you know, the stories that they're telling are great. However. It's the location. It has, for me, it has nothing to do with the fans because I, the the people who are there are there to watch wrestling, and I, yeah. you know, I, same fucking same. I'm going to see them in December. But you know, to take money from a regime that is notorious for human rights violations and a lot of just shady shit, you know, just to take mm. the money and essentially put out ads during their shows that are propaganda it's like oh look at how great this fucking place is you know they had fucking pitbull at their at, at a concert in saudi before their wwe show and he was introduced to the crowd by mm-hmm. the undertaker do you want to see consumerism with your own two eyes like <laughs> what the fuck Undertaker was probably at home trying to watch the fucking NFL. He's like, hey, you, you want some money? Sure. You got to introduce Pitbull. Who the fuck is Pitbull? <laughs> so money, I imagine a metric fucking boatload, uh, Just a bro. stupid amount of money. That no, I, I, you know, no one would say no to, I imagine. Yeah. And, and it's and it's it's crazy. It's annoying because I've, I've been watching WWE for as long as I have. And... You're not about to stop. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I'm not. Because it's not because, honestly, like if I did, it's 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 because of just just terrible fucking creative, terrible stories, mm. shit that goes nowhere. So this past Friday, I'm which is kind of how I'm going to segue into this. This past Friday, they did this thing where they were going to have Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair exchange championships because at the at that time. Charlotte Flair was 
the Raw Women's Champion, and she had been drafted to SmackDown. Becky Lynch was the SmackDown Women's Champion, and she had been drafted to Raw. Just fucking, which fucking stupid. So okay, they they're they're building this thing up where they're just gonna exchange the belts. A, it makes the championships look worthless because if it's just that tradable, easy, like a fucking like a fucking Pokemon card. Exactly. It's just like what the fuck is? Why are we fighting so hard for this shit? If, if at a moment's notice this could happen. Okay. B. Neither one of them wanted to look weak. You obviously, if you're a champion, you don't want to look weak. And it was the crux of So they of beat that. the shit out of each other. No, actually. It, worse. So this was essentially a lot of people seeing Charlotte Flair going into business for herself. Where instead of handing the championship over, she threw the belt on the floor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that wasn't supposed to go. That wasn't how it was supposed to go down. She was told to pick up the belt. She picked it up. Handed it to Becky. Becky threw the belt at her. And then Becky fucked off. And then post show, it's because this is all this is blowing up all over, you know, the wrestling, you know, internet wrestling community. I saw Becky post like post an Instagram with her with like with her current belt. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just and these two they got into it, like they got into it verbally, like it got really heated. Like there's so many people who are not happy with Charlotte Flair right now. I mean, I would have done what Charlotte did. It, 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 the, the, so the thing, my thing with that is like, because I I completely understand where she where Charlotte was coming from. Obviously, she didn't want to look weak. If you know, like, if you want, if you don't want me to have the title, okay, I will lose it cleanly to someone. Mm-hmm. You're exposing the business, and fuck it, it's fake, it's predetermined. Get over it. But what Charlotte did was she undermined Becky. She made Becky look proper. She look make Be- Becky look proper shit, dude. Like that's not cool. Like you you, you mm. go out with a plan and then you change the plan to, to suit yourself. Fuck, that's not cool. And well, Charlotte's then, done that before. Exactly, and that's and that's the growing argument of Charlotte. It's like it's just you're gonna keep doing this. No one's gonna want to fucking work with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, I I I totally understand protecting yourself. I totally understand standing your ground for your you know yourself, the legacy that you're building. But if you're gonna be a fucking dick in a business that is really really no longer tolerating that you're gonna end up out out in the fucking cold because there was earlier i can't remember if it was earlier this year or last year there's been a growing number of like of people within the wrestling community pushing out toxicity you know whether it's wrestler wrestlers with ego wrestlers doing you know really shady shit stuff like that which is good, which, you know, it's, it's, it's a long time coming. And, you know, it's, this is supposed to be a thing where people come together. But Brock Lesnar was allowed to come back. But because he's, he's playing ball. <laughs> he's playing ball. Like he's not being a, an ego maniacal prick anymore. He's all for. He's actually, he's actually doing matches that aren't for titles. Well, I mean, he, he had a title match. Yes, but it, it no, was, no, a t- but he, yeah, like, he came yeah, back like, fighting for a title, but, but he's actually done matches that aren't for titles now. Oh well, no, that's that's a whole different thing. But what 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 I'm seeing as far as like Brock Lesnar is like he he he's not he's not coming back fucking winning, taking a title and then fucking off for a year. No, like he's he's coming yeah. in to help. Uh, like Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns right now is quite frankly the best wrestler in the world. 
His character work is amazing. His mic work is phenomenal. Every champion, every time he's defended his championship has been, if if not the, at least the second match of the night. Oh, damn. So the guy's on a fucking hot streak. And then for That's Brock better Lesnar, than his reaction in 2019. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of fucked up to say that him coming out announcing you know that he had leukemia in 2018 and then coming back after remission and everything it got the fans on his side and it was like it took this guy getting cancer again to get over with people because of how terribly he was being pushed but jesus but now but now he's the the biggest villain on the show and he's the most popular character in the show mm. which is fucking nuts so, and just go, just going back to Charlotte Flair real quick. You know, you have all these people who see her as just this ego maniacal. And I'm not even talking about her on-screen character. I'm talking backstage. I'm talking like the person, you know, is like her last name is Flair. Her, her dad is embroiled in some shit right now to the point where WWE have want nothing to do with him. Oh, Jesus. And it's just like... You could only is this is this sort of last week's shit? This has to do with a documentary series. It's called Dark Side of the Ring. I don't know if if you're if you've heard of it. Mm-mm. So this this show essentially what it does is like it kind of takes like a uh, a look at sh- a, a, some of the shit essentially the Dark Side of the Ring. So there was a plane ride. It's called the plane ride from hell because it's an infamous fucking story. Um, a bunch of wrestlers flying back from a European tour. And it was the rowdiest fucking flight. Like, there were people drinking straight up finishing bottles of alcohol. There were drugs flowing. It, it was just a fucking mess. And one of the things that, hmm. Flair, that Flair allegedly did was when he was fucked up, he headed towards the back of the plane and he pinned um, a flight attendant up against the wall. Like, not physically, but he had his robe on, nothing else. His robe yeah. was open. His robe was open, and he was just kind of like you know walking towards her. She was backing up, and he forced her to grab his penis. And then what a what a cunt. And then you know someone some someone stepped in, pulled him pulled him away. But he, he was everyone's like he was drunk, and you know, and this and that. I don't think at before I I don't think it was really that common knowledge before that particular episode because no one otherwise you know it's a bunch of people who saw this happen didn't say a fucking word but then that episode aired and now everyone's like what the fuck so you know he's he's no longer associated with with wwe i think there was a a point where he was possibly going to be going to aew but i don't think that's happening anytime soon oh i don't think so no so it's just it's crazy. It's it's, and you think what's it, happened with Rick is sort of having a ricochet effect with Charlotte in I, the uh, in the locker room. I I honestly I I I don't doubt it. Like it's a combination sure. of that. It's a combination of the way she carries herself in the locker room, the way she presents herself in the locker room, the way she handles herself. It's just all negative. Like I've I've read so many different stories where people apparently have been pushing for her to fuck off. Like leave the company together, like all together. That's like a. 
but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Though. No, not at all. She's she's like, she's got such a legacy. Like she's too big of a star. Alone to let go. will keep her in WWE. Like they say, they lose her to AEW. It, I would imagine maybe it's a little bit of a stretch, but it's like it might be like Hulk Hogan leaving WWE for WCW in the early nineties. Yeah, like that, it, that's Jesus. a that's a big name, you know, leaving. But. Yeah. It's 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 fucking crazy, and it's like you see all these different things, all this backstage stuff, but just to kind of shift focus onto what matters in wrestling, the in ring, you know, the matches themselves. I honestly I cannot remember a time more in the last two or three years where matches have been so fucking amazing. Hmm. Like the level of match quality and storytelling in the ring is so, it's it, it blows my goddamn mind. Like like when you and I went to um went to War Games the the NXT pay per view, that shit was next level. I I remember that that was huge. They had the uh, the double cage match. That was uh, it was undisputed versus uh, Johnny Gargano. And a, f- a few other people, I can't remember. I think it was... Um, I, mean, I know Ricochet Velveteen was in there. Dr- Ricochet, Velveteen Dream. And who was uh, Pete Dunne, I think it was as well? No, no, no. no. So it was, it was Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and the war, the, the war Raiders, and the Undisputed the war Raiders. Era. Yeah, because I, yeah. we, I remember we were joking after we left, because we saw Ricochet do that massive fucking flip off of the oh, cage. Oh, like, like the s- quadruple somersault. Flip, yes, like some say he's still dippy. flipping. Yeah, <laughs> some say. <laughs> but like it's we've it, been, we've we've been here for a while, man. What is what is today's message? To, honestly, what man, is, what is today's message you're trying to tell us? It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. It is an amazing time to be a wrestling fan. Yes, there's politics yeah. behind wrestling. There's politics and fucking everything that's that's done. Any enter- form of entertainment, there's people who are politicking to be the star. But the people who benefit from this form of competition are the fans. You yeah. have there are now alternatives. There you now have options, and because of those options, they're going to compete to get your get your attention. So you're going to get the best of the best of the best. And honestly, really? I can't I I can't I can't think of a better way to fucking end it. I know what I'm going to do tonight. Watch watch YouTube YouTube you, YouTube is a thing, my bro. YouTube is a thing. You can watch some highlights. It's there for oh, everyone. Abs- oh, absolutely. Give me, give me a match. Give me a match. Give me, give me a match to watch. Give me a match to watch. And I'll talk, and we'll talk about it. Ne- we'll talk about. I'll talk about it next week. Oh, I'll give you a. F- oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. This is an AEW match. Look up. Okay. Ke- uh, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. That's Daniel Bryan. Like. Right? Uh, okay, Daniel Bryan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look that up. Daniel I- Bryan is in AEW now as well. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just watch. Does WWE match. have anyone left besides Charlotte Flair, Roman Reigns? No, like they, they still have. They still have. That's that's the thing. Both, both, both companies have rosters filled to the brim with fucking talent, which is one of one of those reasons where it's so great because it's like whichever one you're watching, if you're watching at the right time, you're gonna get some good shit. You're gonna watch some great matches. You're gonna see some good stories. That's what I'm hoping to see when I watch Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan. Fucking there you do. There you go. All right, everyone. 
This has been Freeballing. I hope you've, uh, if you're home, I hope you drove safe. And if you are home, grab a brewski, have one for us. And uh, whatever you get up to, find the love in it. Hell yeah. Hey, we, we got through this without a single break. Goddamn. Oh, yeah. Well, I, 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 we, we can't do this week. Um, ain't that some shit? Because my, my mum is literally about to walk through the door and it will be loud. No worries. Well, I, we'll, so we'll, how about how we'll about we do this? We, we, we'll we'll start up next week with ain't that some shit on wrestling. I like it. I owe you. We're, met, we're like, and if and if we forget, and if we forget, yell at us. Yeah, call Sebastian, us out. On it. You forgot to tell Ed about ain't that some shit on wrestling because the people want to see it. And plus, it also it also gives me uh, another week to find some information. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know shit. <laughs> all right, all right. Sounds good, man. <laughs> all right, man. This has been great. Uh, I'm sorry I have to cut this episode short. Um, nah, no worries. But I guess it, it'll happen here and there. I wasn't expecting to go on for this long with the main conversation. Same. Have Fuck fun it. editing. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. We love you. And I owe you not one, but two of these. So just, you know. I'll give it. I'll give it best because I didn't do it last week. Gotta l- limber up. You mess with the bull, you get covered in bullshit. That's it. I think that was that's, a good one. That, that's a good that makes one. up for missing it last week. Oh yeah, no, I, fe- I felt. I felt that one. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> oh, I need some. I need some water. <laughs> All right, everyone, take care. Bye. Join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the script. I heard we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.